0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt and thank you for joining me today. Here we are on Monday. and we are starting our second week on dating. Dating is hard to do and dating in the 21st century. So if you missed any of last week, we talked a lot about actually Phoenix, Arizona, in the first or last a week ago Monday, we talked about what it's like to date in Phoenix and that it seems to be even getting better. And we, we really talked a lot about what it means to date, what we're looking for in relationships, having healthy expectations, and understanding what are realistic um, expectations to have with people, how to make sure you're doing it in the right order, and so you're not jumping to the end and then trying to fill everything in. And and really, we also talked some about the relationship with yourself and making sure of why you are wanting to date. Why do you want a relationship? And so last Friday, we ended up, you know, really talking about this whole long list of what we would say are pretty unrealistic expectations. And, and we kind of, we belabored them somewhat. And so I want to kind of start there and just really kind of recap and say, you know, even if you're in a good relationship, Sometimes you can't help but wonder, you know, why do these other couples seem happier than me? And what helps to have happiness, the happiness quotient in relationship? Because a great majority of people are really looking for that happiness piece and really understanding what is it that makes for happy couples and happiness is really based on realistic expectations. And we have talked so much about realistic expectations about you, about God in the course of this show. And when we look at other humans, we want to make sure that we are having realistic expectations and that we are having the correct expectations. Because sometimes we expect things that are pretty unreasonable or maybe immature or maybe out of our woundedness, and we don't expect the things that would actually make for a healthy relationship. Like, do they share my same value system? Are they an adult? Do they manage their emotions? Do they manage their life? Do they have um, a moral code? Do they have an ethical code? Are they people of integrity? Do they say what they mean? Do they mean what they say? Now, obviously, this is something that all of us humans are working on continuously. But that would be the point. The person that you're dating and hoping it's going to work out. Are they someone committed to those ideals? That they want to be a decent person, a good person, a kind person, a patient person. Do they have things they aspire to? Do they have their own ability to police themselves? You know, this is one of the most important things about being with adults is that wonderful feeling when you're with a true adult is recognizing you don't have to check them. You don't have to police them. They're on top of themselves. They're managing themselves. They know when they cross the line. They don't have to be told, doesn't have to have this big, long explanation and hope that they buy into the idea that you crossed the line or what you did was inappropriate, what you said was embarrassing, what you did or said was hurtful. Adults know it before you have to tell them. And if they don't, if it's because they're learning who you are, then they also will not be defensive. They will actually be more interested. So if you say to them, hey, that that really bothered me, or I had a different expectation, an adult would say, Oh, my goodness, uh, can you tell me more about that? I, d- I don't want to let you down. I don't want you to be disappointed. I don't want you to be hurt. So tell me more about that expectation. Tell me more about what you're needing or wanting or hoping for. And then I can honestly tell you if I can hit that mark most of the time. Or if we may have an, an issue that we have to agree to disagree. And if that would be a deal breaker, then we might have to address that. So happy relationships are based on realistic expectations. Happy relationships take work and thoughtfulness every day. And I gave you the example last week about the gentleman that I talked to him repeatedly about nurturing his relationship and that if he didn't nurture it, it would, it would perish. And I couldn't quite get him to buy into this like logically, verbally, intellectually as a concept so I said this is what I want you to do I want you to go buy a little teeny plant little green plant philodendron whatever they're pretty hardy and I want you to water it every day I want you to take care of it because I wanted him to see what would happen if he did not care for it and he didn't do well it would wilt and he would say to himself oh I'll get to it tomorrow I I don't have time right now to go get some water and feed the stupid plant, so I'll do it tomorrow And then he would forget, and then he would deluge it, deluge it with water, and it would almost start to drown, right? And he would think, wow, I got it stored up now, I don't have to deal with this plant for the next week and a half. Well, eventually, the plant died, as did his relationship. So it's imperative that you understand that happy relationships take work, thoughtfulness, nurturance, every single day. Now, that does not mean we're perfect people. But as we have talked about, the concept of emotional bank accounts. If I'm not depositing into that emotional bank account, then I have to be careful because my humanness deducts from my partner's emotional bank account. And if I have too many deductions and I haven't deposited, then guess what? I'm right on the line. And you and I both know it only takes a penny to get into overdraft. So when I put my partner the person that I love, into overdraft. Just like with the bank, how much money does it take to get out of overdraft? So if you were just a penny into overdraft, it's probably going to cost you $35 to $45 just to take care of the overdraft. Then you have to deposit a whole bunch more money into the account because a whole bunch of more checks are coming, right? A whole bunch of more... Auto deductions are coming. All the debit card deductions are coming. So you want to think about the same thing with your relationship. If I just do a little bit every day, I grow that emotional bank account. And the more I do that, the more interest actually is accrued. So happy relationships need communication. You need to know how to communicate. And, it, and I was talking about this last week. It's interesting to me that a majority of married couples that come or partners that come to my office, usually their number one thing is they say, we don't know how to communicate. And like I said last week, it's not about communication. We all speak English. It's I don't know how to say what it is that I mean, and I don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't harm you. Or I'm not willing to say What's going on inside of me or to ask for what I need I'm not willing to use my voice so you upset me and I don't want to address it because I don't like difficulty so I would rather just hope I could get get over it on my own and I find out a month later that I've been storing up all kinds of things and I'm a powder keg that's ready to explode so happy relationships know how to communicate and they practice communication and they work very hard on not being defensive and taking responsibility for whatever it is that they've done. And there are many couples that can be very, uh, have great camaraderie, really enjoy each other's company, like each other, certainly love each other and there's nothing better than liking the person that you love. But they may use words differently. They may have a different pacing. They may see things very differently and have a hard time. They may be sensitive. Maybe it's more difficult and they maybe are hypervigilant where they're watching for all the subtle nuances. What's the body language? What was the breath there that you took? How come you looked away when you said that, right? There are many different types of people in relationship. So it's imperative that we work on being that grown adult that says, I need to be able to handle hard things. I need to be able to continue to push through even when it's uncomfortable and to not say things like, no, it's fine. No, that's great. It's fine. When it's really not fine. So that you really practice saying, hey, we're going to learn better communication skills. But even no matter how long we've been together, we're going to always be working on them. And being committed to thoughtfulness. To being as honest as you possibly can without being harmful. To being able to hear hard things and not be defensive. But be interested and curious. And wanting that other person to have that good experience of you. And being willing to learn how to do that. So that's, the, that's what when we talk about healthy relationships. Healthy and happy relationships turn the negatives into positives. Now there's a lot, there's many times when there's a negative that maybe just there's no way it can be positive. But the thing that can be positive is that you both got through it. You're more committed to each other than you thought you might be. You've learned how to tolerate something. You've learned how to overcome So the thing that you are having to work through may not ever be positive. But you as a couple can have a positive outcome. That your relationship is stronger. Your relationship is deeper. It's more solid. So you have to understand that there's this wounded part of us. That has, the more wounded we are, the more the list of expectations is. The longer it is, and the more maybe young it is. It may be from a younger part of ourselves. It may be coming out of the wounded part of ourselves. It may be unrealistic. Maybe we're what we call needless and wantless. So I've been let down so many times. I'm going to go into my relationship with this person saying, I don't need anything and I don't want anything. Because if I don't need anything or want anything, I won't get my feelings hurt. Well, needless and wantless never happens because it's not possible. Even God needs things and wants things. That's just part of the design. So if we're wounded from our past, maybe our family, maybe different events that occurred as we were growing up that weren't a part of our family, maybe we're wounded because our family didn't handle what happened to us well, Maybe we've been wounded by other relationships. And it doesn't always have to be a romantic relationship. You can be wounded by a boss, by a coworker, by a neighbor, by someone that was working for you. And if that wound isn't healed, you take that wound everywhere you go. So that wound is going to show up. And if it gets touched or pressed on, it's probably going to have a big reaction. So the wounded part of us needs to understand that the other person is probably wounded too. This is a tough world we live in. I don't always see it getting easier, but we can get better and we can be stronger. The stronger our relationships are, the better we withstand the hardship of the earth, of the planet, of the life that we have. The more connected we are to people, the better we manage, the higher our tolerance and the more appropriate our expectations. So the healthier we are, the more I am inclined to believe the best about you. And if you don't do something that is helpful or healthy, or you do something that's hurtful to me, The healthier I am, the less wounded I am, the better I am, I I am able to see through it and say, you know what, I still believe the best about this person. I need to figure out what's going on. That doesn't seem like them. Or I don't want to believe that about them. So I'm going to investigate a little bit before I judge, before I determine that they are a person that is not safe, is not who I thought they were. They're a liar. They're a thief. They're whatever they are. I need to check it out so adults have patience and adults manage time so adults can wait adults can say you know i probably need to address that so in between now and the time i address it i'm just going to believe the best about that person until i find out otherwise and i'm going to suspend that until i have a really opportune time that helps both of us to have a better outcome if it's possible So when we're thinking about this, we want to look at the beginning stages of relationships. So you go on a date, or you're on an app, or you're on a dating website, and you think, I think I kind of like this person. I like my interaction with them. We've texted back and forth. I like their Instagram feed. You know, um, we've kind of chatted. We've done some FaceTime. You know, I think this might be someone I want to, I want to make, something work and so we go out on a date and the date goes well well so in the beginning stages the early months of the relationship many times it can feel effortless it can feel exciting successful right but long-term relationships involve an ongoing effort and a compromise by both partners and I, I have to tell you one of the things that that I am seeing in the whole dating process is the bleed over from technology to applying it to humans and it's the instant gratification or it's wow you didn't do it right this one time so I'm done with you it's like there's absolutely no tolerance and the misinterpreting of something with very limited information so you had one text text back and forth and it didn't go well and so you think wow I'm not I'm not dealing with this person instead of finding out we well, are texting Maybe I need to actually talk to them face-to-face or on the phone so that I can hear the vocal tone, the inflection of their voice, the pauses. I can hear whether or not they sound genuine. We can have time to hash it out a little bit and figure out why did it kind of go wonky there? We, we were kind of feeling like it was going well. Instead of walking away because you had one blip, It's like one flat tire and you throw out the car. Now, when we've talked about and are going to talk more about deal breakers, that's a whole different story. I'm talking about the human quotient. We should all be allowed to be human. And you and I both know dating is scary. So while you're trying to present your best version to that person, you're also not completely authentic because you're kind of, it's like a job interview, right? So you might not be your most relaxed self. So you really want to give people time. Unless there's a deal breaker, okay? So you want to say, okay, it was kind of weird. That that date didn't go as well, or that conversation didn't go as well. But that doesn't mean it's not going to work. I need to give it some time. So it's important when you are building, attempting to build any relationship, but especially the dating one, that you begin to establish a solid foundation that will withstand the long run of the relationship. And the the creating a solid platform or solid foundation is making sure that we have a pretty similar value system. And that's very important. It doesn't mean you have to hit on all points perfectly. But you have to really be able to recognize that, hey, these are the majors that we are in agreement on. And then there are different areas that we have preferences. So if you think about religion, if you're very serious about your faith, you will do much better if you are with someone that shares that same faith. They may not be as fervent as you are. They may not be as interested. They might not be as excited about it. But if you share the same belief, then you share the same paradigm. You have a certain structure and you have reference points that you can depend on, that you both agree. It's kind of like it would be difficult to date somebody that thought the world was flat if you were sure it was round. And so there are some things when you are really looking at the building process. What is our value system? So if I find out that the person that I'm dating doesn't have a problem not tipping the waitstaff. See, for me personally, because I've been a waitress before in my life, I know people that do that for a living. I know what it feels like. That would be a tough one for me. Now, if they didn't have enough money and they were embarrassed and they said, Oh my gosh, I have to go to the ATM or I need to drop some money off for them tomorrow. Or I feel really embarrassed. I thought I had enough can I borrow some money from you? And I want to make sure that next time we go out, I take care of the whole thing. Well, then that's totally different. That's just simply a mistake. But if they don't value the staff, if they are impolite, if they talk down to them, if they're really, really picky, if they can't get over stuff, if they constantly send things back, let's see, that's a value issue for me. That would be like, I don't think we're going to work out because I'm super uncomfortable with the way this person is treating the waitstaff. I am not having a good time. I can't relax. I'm losing some respect for that person. So in the building stages, that's where you're looking at, do we share the same values? Well, if you're dating somebody that has children from a previous marriage, how much of a priority are their children? What do they like when they're around them? How do they discipline them? How committed are they? How important? And these are things you want to say, wow, that's, if I really value children, then I start to lose respect for that person if I think that they're giving them to other people all the time. If they're introducing their little kiddos to different people all the time if they're bringing their, you know, teenage children to events with them that are not appropriate for teenagers, it's these types of things you want to ask yourself, where is my value system? And so it might be about the movies they watch or the TV shows that are highly entertaining to them. You might say, man, that does not make sense to me. That show is offensive to me. I may have to look at this a little more. I may have to give this some time. I may have to talk about this somewhat. So this building process (coughs) only works if there's appreciation and respect. So if we differ in value systems, it's going to be difficult for me to appreciate that person and to respect that person. So when I am operating out of appreciation and respect, I'm going to be courteous. So in the building stages, we want to build in courtesy. That's a wonderful habit to have with one another. To thank each other. To ask permission. Hey, do you mind if I, if I take the rest of the, uh, I don't know, the cottage cheese, right? I'm going to, you know, there's no more um, soda left. Can I have the last of it? Do you mind? It's these types of things where you want to be very committed to the tone of the relationship. How do they experience me? If I'm going to be late, do I call them? If we're meeting somewhere, do I tell them I'm, I'm running late, I'm sorry? These are things in the beginning stages of a relationship that you want to put in the ingredients because think of it like baking a cake. Dating is grabbing ingredients and mixing them up in the mixing bowl and deciding what ingredients you want and what ingredients you are refusing. And so we want to do that before we throw it in the oven once it's in the oven it's a baked cake really hard to get ingredients out of a baked cake right so think about that today really concentrate on hey what did I do if I'm in a current relationship that's solid or that's married do I need to go back and add some ingredients into that how can I shore up the foundation of that relationship I want you to have a great day today. Join me tomorrow. We talk more about dating in the 21st century and the building process, exploring and establishing that relationship. Check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Thank you, Jeremy, so much for your commitment to this show. Have a blessed day.
0: To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.